You're listening to The Simply Flawsome Show, a podcast designed for you to listen, learn, and leverage. Please welcome your host, Zoe Turner. Hi, my name is Zoe Turner, and you are listening to The Simply Flawsome Podcast. Today, I'm going live, first time on Facebook and YouTube. So I'd like to say hello to all the Facebook viewers and all the YouTube viewers. Today I'm speaking to Matt Haycox. Matt is an an entrepreneur who helps people who are struggling to find funding for business opportunities. So he helps them obtain the money that they require to successfully launch their business. On top of that, he's an online influencer and branding expert. Welcome to the show, Matt. Hey Zoe, thanks for having me. I always, I always like coming on other people's podcasts because I, I feel like I've got a lot less thinking to do. I can just sit back and relax and answer some questions. But um, I'm, 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 I'm hating these, these video ones during lockdown. I've got, I've got Corona hair, no, no tan, and um, <laughs> we're going to make do, right? Yeah, you're looking great. You're the opposite to me. I actually prefer doing the, doing the interviewing. I've never actually been a guest on anyone's podcast, although I have been asked quite a few times and I always make excuses. It's different. I feel I feel like I have to concentrate less because I guess I'm just, you know, answer, answering questions to my story, you know, questions I already know the answers to. Um, yeah. Whereas, you know, when I'm interviewing someone else, I've, it's always a new experience. I've got to, and I've got to pay complete attention. I don't mean I'm not paying attention now, but, you know, I've got to play complete attention because some of the things that we'll talk, that you might say, I'll then make notes of to bring, to bring back up later in the conversation. And you've got to, mm-hmm. you've control the interview and everything else so I definitely feel it's a, a tougher job being the interviewer rather than the interviewee. It's a really challenging time at the moment for a lot of people. What are you grateful for at the moment during lockdown? It's important it's important to find to find something something to be grateful for to, you know to, to find that positive mindset to get to get through this with and I think certainly as well you know as tough as that may have been for people at the beginning you know as of tomorrow we're four weeks into this in England now uh, and, and and if if you kind of haven't if you haven't come to terms with it and accepted it now then you know you, you really are you know continuing to make an even stronger rod for your own back but I mean I, I once once we've got through the initial kind of hit to cash flow you know the 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 I guess say the detrimental impacts on the businesses. I've really been trying to concentrate on the on the positive aspects and and how we can make the most of this time. And I have actually now very much come to being grateful for the time. To, to I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say time to like relax and reflect because you know for me it's been as busy if not busier than pre-lockdown but 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 I have enjoyed having a completely different perspective on things you know the the, the the chance to I guess almost step back with you know with a helicopter view of the businesses and be able to you know make decisions and plan for the long term and make changes in the businesses that you know ultimately you know we should have done anyway I mean you know, for, for me there's been you know two or three different angles to the to the kind of changes we've made made for our businesses and, and what I'm you know, talking to other entrepreneurs about doing for theirs, and really, it's 
it's a matter of making the changes that you probably should have made anyway, uh, which uh, which I think uh, you know it's very important to be honest, honest and recognise that and admit it. I mean, obviously, you know, people are making changes to try and get their businesses to cope with you know to cope with what's going on during the Corona situation. So you know, maybe that's you know finding a new method of delivering your product, or maybe it's taking your business online when it wasn't online before um, and then there's you know other changes that we can make for the permanent you know for the permanent delivery of our product in, 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 a, in a different way so I think there's three very different ways to be looking at the situation. Is there any advice that you could give anyone during this difficult time who's struggling in their business or who maybe lost the business and they're thinking about starting something else? Two or three different different questions in one there in, in, in a way. And I think, you know, for, for, for me, um, you know, the first piece of advice I'm, I'm giving to everyone is, is to realise that this will end, you know, that, that, that we are going to come out of this. Um, you know, it, OK, we don't know when uh, and we don't know what each of us are going to look like when 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 that uh, when that does happen but 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 ultimately you know it is going to it is going to pass um and you know what what is going to what is going to directly affect how you look when you come out of this is how how you now behave during lockdown and and, my, and the big piece of advice I'm really talking to everyone about is to is to understand whether or not you had a viable business model and a viable business proposition in the first place. Because mm-hmm. and I know it's very hard for us to accept and very hard hard to us to admit. Uh, but you know, I I strongly believe that uh, and I know you're, you're obviously over in Dubai we're having this conversation but over here in England you know I, I think UK SME uh, you know the, the, the a large portion of UK small businesses have been unviable and effectively bankrupt for the past 6, 12, 24, 48 months anyway and they've and they've been able to prolong the agony by a very very easy availability of capital in the UK. Uh, you know, we, we've had lots of alternative lenders who who are happy to lend. You know, we've we've had we've had banks and and, and other you know large institutions who've who've not wanted to either force people to go under or to allow them to go under. But you know, but fundamentally. The business, you know, the business models don't work, uh, and and what you know, what the first few days of the Corona lockdown, the first couple of weeks have proven really is not that you know this worldwide pandemic has, has, has had these terrible consequences on your business that no one planned for. It was the fact that your business was not viable in the first place, and all it's proven is that you is that without external support from somebody, you haven't got a week's run money or two or two or two, or two weeks run money. I think it's it's very important that you know that people actually look at their business now and 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 understand you know wh- whether or not they had a business coming into this or what you know what material changes do they either need to make to their existing business model or whether whether it's time time to look at a whole new business business in general in general to come out of this and obviously you know I mean over here in England you know we've got the you know the, the Corona business interruption scheme uh, you know the loan scheme the, the you know the Corona uh, employee retention scheme. And again, you know, talking to a lot of small businesses, for me that, you know, they're either misunderstanding it or looking at it very wrongly insofar as, you know, th- th- these are schemes to fund the, in, you know, the business interruption that has been caused by Corona. You know, these aren't schemes to chuck more money in, you know, more, more money into a, a business model that, w- that wasn't viable in the first place. So I think, you know, and I'm, 
laboring the point but i think it's very very important to to recognize whether or not you had a viable business and the second thing everybody should be doing now uh you know if, if they can't trade if they can't make pivots in the business to be able to trade you know whether that's going from offline to online or finding alternative methods of delivery you know now is the time to be hammering your marketing you know, to be mm -hmm. to be be building your personal brand to be building the brand of your business uh you know whether it's doing a pot doing a, a podcast like this you know wh wh whether it's bringing on a new social media channel that you didn't have before uh you know wh wh whether it's hammering the social media channels that you've got but you know and i'm saying this to you know to my audience every single day that never have we nor will we i don't believe ever again well hopefully not <laughs> have such a have have a period of time where every eyeball in the world is sat at home you know des desperate for somebody to listen to desperate for somebody to follow uh and that needs to be you because you know, if, if it isn't you now and and if you you know the people who say well when this is is over uh you know i've got this plan and i've got that plan you know why why do we need to wait for this to be over because when this is over you know yes okay i think some people are going to have made some big mindset adjustments made some big business adjustments but again the vast majority of us as always do are going to be looking at this like a new year's resolution it's going to be i'm going to do all this kind of stuff when corona's finished and you know what you're just going to slip back to the old ways, you know, the same lazy habits, the same, the same crap business models, you know, the, the, the same, uh, you know, excuses and not putting in, not, not putting effort in, in, into whatever it is. So if you don't do it now, not only will you never do it, you're missing the greatest marketing opportunity of all time. And and I can and anyone who's watching this who doesn't know me, uh, I can tell you that you know, I mean this isn't this isn't me saying this as as let's say you know, someone who already had a massive platform or or or, or somebody who kind of isn't practicing what they preach. As I've always put effort into my social, I've always put a lot of lot of time, money, and effort behind all all my branding channels, but. When uh, 30 days ago, when we got locked down, I completely went all in on it, you know, with with more content on all platforms, with daily lives, with daily podcasts. And I mean, I can't, I can't tell you in exact percentage terms. So I'm, I'm not going not to not make a number up. But in the 30 days that this has gone on, the, you know, the, the reach of my audience, the growth of my channels, the engagement from, you know, from from, uh, let's say, prospects and potential customers is up. 20 30 40, 40 wow. absolutely astronomically and you know i haven't done anything special i haven't done anything mm -hmm. that i don't tell everybody else how to do you know, you know just just a matter of, of of layering tactics on tactics on tactics and consistency um and you know i'm almost sat here thinking i hope we've got another 60 days of lockdown yeah. Because, because I, I know the impact i can make on on, on my brand that is going to last me forever you know, okay, yes, look, I'd like to come out of this because I want to get some of my businesses back open again that are unable to trade during lockdown, you know, bars, pubs, hotels, etc. But but from a long-term branding perspective, you know, I, I've got a, a, an opportunity now to, you know, to, to, to build long-term unbreakable brand and everybody listening to this has got that same opportunity. Yeah, that is so true. I know when this all started, I had the same kind of thinking as you, right? I'm going to bang out loads of podcasts. I'm going to use this opportunity. And then I got caught up with my website and my branding, and it's taken up so much of my time. Because you know yourself, being a content producer, it's up a hell of a lot of time having to interview people, do your research, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I mean, that 
bit of advice was is just complete gold from start to finish. What you were saying about kind of business owners that the business is not even viable at the moment. So if there's anybody watching this who is a business owner who's maybe been keeping the business alive on a life support machine, you know, maybe it's gonna, you know, make them stop and think twice. It was just a really interesting perspective to look at it. I, th- I think I think a couple a couple of things on 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 the bits you've just said there as well. I mean, one one just on on the on the monetary side of business. You know, when we talk about businesses be, be, being being on life on life support machine, I think it's it's really important for you to ask on, on the monetary side of things. You know, when we talk about you know whether or not businesses businesses are viable. I think you also really need to ask yourself what you're doing it for, um, and, and because and I don't I don't say this in in in, in, a, in an arrogant way talking about money, uh, but I mean you know, ultimately that that you know if if you're going into business for me there's two there's two reasons you're doing it you're doing it because you want to you you want to make X amount of money. And or, or or and you're doing it because you you love that particular path path that you've chosen. Now, if you don't even particularly enjoy what you're doing, which which I think accounts for a large portion of business owners out there, and you are slogging your guts off, you know, six, seven days a week, 10, 12, 14 hour days to just about be able to scrape the payroll through at the end of the month and make you, you know, and, and you know, be a business that's breaking even, that's making 10 grand, 15 grand. And you've lived your life like this for the last two, three, four, five, 10 years. And, you know, and, and we all know people like that. You know, even if we don't want to admit it's us, you know, we, 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 all, we all know people like that. I think now is a big time as well to reflect on, on, on on why you know and, and and if and if that is if that is the right thing to be doing going forward because because if you're doing all that if you're going to all that level of risk and grief and stress you know to make that level of money and you don't enjoy what you're doing you can go and make you can go and make that same money put you know, pull it pulling pulling pints behind the bar or or or, or find you know find something else uh, you know find something else that uh, is either a more viable path or path that you enjoy so I think that's that's important point number one and then going back to the other thing you mentioned you were talking about uh finding the time to create content and like creating content you think things like these podcasts etc uh you know it takes time and it takes commitment and uh, and i mean listen a hundred percent you know that, that there's 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 no two ways about it you know to to produce content takes you know takes time and you know you just got to decide uh, you know what what channels you want to be committed to, uh, and again, if you, know, if you if you don't think it's a channel that's going to work for you, if you don't see if you don't see growth and viability in it, then fine, you know, don't do it. But uh, if you, if you do, you know, first of all, there are no shortcuts, uh, and again, you know, a, a lot of my audience, you know, it's, I always find it quite humorous actually because I, mean, I I do a live every night, I normally do it for about an hour. That's on top of the usual content I I put out in terms of videos and captions and everything else. But, um, you know, I've got people saying, well, I need a quicker way to do this or or, or, or I don't have the time to do the other. I mean, I'm saying, listen, you guys are saying this to me on a live that I'm doing for an hour every night. You know, I can't make it. I can't make it happen any quicker. You know, if, if I if I'm committed, if I'm committed to this channel of of you know creating an audience of creating content, if I'm doing an hour's live. Then I need to put an hour into it. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, you know, I, I can't, I can't do an hour's live in in in, in ten minutes. Uh, you know, and again, that's before uh, you know I've done a video for the day before before I've done I've done um, 
pictures and, and anything else for the day. So I think, you know, f- f- first of all, there are no shortcuts, but, you know, but with, with daily consistency, you know, the results will pay off. I mean, again, anyone who's watching this who doesn't know me, just go and look at my Instagram. Go on my Instagram and look back at my posts over the last 30 to 45 days. And you're going to see every single day a little uplift, little uplift, little uplift. And in the last seven to 10 days, you're going to see massive uplift. I mean, I mean, you know, my, my post um, now, I mean, you know, t- today's alone, it's been up there three, four hours and we're on something like 60 or 70 comments. You know, if I go back a year or, you know, a year, 18 months ago, I wouldn't get 60 combined comments in the whole month. Um, but you, but you've just got to be prepared to go through go through the pain. You know, it's like it's like a it's like a diet. You know, you you don't you don't feel like you've lost any lost any weight. You know, on day one, on on week one, on a month one. But you know, one day one day you wake up after three months of of eating well every day and of going to the, going to the gym every day, and you've got muscles and you can see some abs. <laughs> I must say, I can't see any abs and I I, I, I don't have any muscles because I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't put any time or effort into that. Um, but then the other thing as well is you know that th- there are many ways to be cl- let's say clever with with you, with your content delivery. And whilst whilst there's no shortcuts to actually putting the effort in, there are ways to be more efficient. So, like, if you know, if, if we if we take take this podcast that you know that, that Zoe's doing now, it's done as a live. So that's one piece of content. It's, it's live on Facebook and it's live on YouTube. So actually, that's two pieces of content. She's then she's then she can then record um, effectively dump dump it off as a full video, uh, which can be used wherever. I, I mean, again, used on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, whatever. So that's like a third piece of content. She can then cut it up into mini bits. She can strip the audio off it to take away from the video, and then that's an audio podcast which can go out across iTunes, Spotify, uh, you know, wherever, wherever. Uh, you know, we could, she could transcribe it. As you know, as a written piece for a blog, uh, you know, she could take the best quotes out of it for uh, you know to, to to put to put on a picture, and 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 all, and all of a sudden, you know, what was what was one piece of content has actually turned into ten or fifteen or twenty or thirty. So, if you're clever about it, it's not as hard as you think. But there are no two ways about it. You've got to put the effort in. But I, but I believe very strongly. Well, it's not about believing. I, I see it day in day out. You know, the the, the results are there and it works. You've dropped loads of knowledge bombs throughout the short discussion we've already had. For those that don't know who you are and are not, you know, I've done my research. Um, I would normally ask for a bio, but I knew there was plenty of stuff online about you. I've done my research online and, you know, I'm quite tuned up to kind of your background in terms of business. You're very qualified to give the advice that you've been given. For those that don't know who you are, uh, I mean, you don't have to go into massive detail, but can you just give us a brief background about experience in business? Sure. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I've been in business. I've been in, let's say, proper business for for, for probably 20, 20 years now. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm thirty nine. I think I started. I worked in my first business when I was eighteen. So twenty twenty one years of of proper business, and probably four or five years of being a of being a school tuck shop entrepreneur. Um, but, but before that, and and I I always describe myself as a as a, as an investor and an entrepreneur who has has done a lot of things very well and made a catastrophic amount of mistakes but you know I've kind of made my mistakes so so that you guys don't have to uh, and and I get you know when I when I talk to people any of my advice really the only things I'll give advice on are the things that I've actually done 
you know, I'm, I'm not, a, you know, people always ask me about Bitcoin or Forex trading or this, that, and the other. You know, I've got, I, I will never pretend to entertain a conversation where, you know, where I haven't got, you know, very strong first at first hand experience of something. But, but I mean, my background started in leisure. Uh, you know, I'd always wanted to be in bars and clubs and pubs um, for no other reason than every 18 or 19 year old guy wants to wants to own a bar and uh, meet a load of girls and and, and, and drink drink a load of beer. Um, and you know, I, I built those I built that business up very successfully during the early 2000s in in a time where availability of capital, um, very much like it has been over the last two or three years, uh, you know, w w was it was easy to access. I uh, I had I got used to have a lot of access to a lot of lenders uh, and that's that's where I, I guess I I learned the other side of the table you know I was a, effectively a professional borrower before I became a professional lender um, and, I, and I, I built all those businesses up in leisure in retail and you know, in events in finance up until about 2008 um, and then when the when the credit crunch kicked in in June July 2008 uh, I was completely over leveraged uh, had no wool on my back uh, and uh, a lot of faults in in a, in a lot of our business models, um, and uh, you know, I guess it's very much like like the uh, the old expression of you know when the tide goes out, you you, you can see who's who's naked, uh, and that and that that was me as it as it was many many other businesses back then, um, and I went spectacularly bankrupt in September two thousand and eight. Um, you know, all, all, all the business, I mean, literally within a week or so, because everything was intermingled in one way, shape or form. All the businesses went into administration. I was declared personally bankrupt. Um, and um, and I guess, it, you know, that was what, 10 years ago, 10, 11 years ago. And I've, I've rebuilt from there, but, you know, very much rebuilt on learning, learning from Everything that went wrong from me back then, learning on my, you know, learning from my experiences and my, uh, I guess, my role as a funder, my role as an advisor to, to to businesses in today's world now is very much based on on all the the lessons I've learned because I really strongly believe that you don't learn anything when things go right. Uh, you know, you only learn it when they go wrong. You know, when things go right, it's like, oh, well, it went right. You know, that was that's lovely. Yeah. You don't really know why. Uh, you know, you don't know what could have happened if something had been done a different way. But you know, only when something's gone wrong do you actually really get to sit back and um, and, and analyze every step of the journey. Um, and I guess uh, I've uh, I've had a lot of things go wrong. <laughs> so I've been analyzing. Matt, take us back to when it all did go wrong for you. One day you seemingly had it all. Um, multi-million pound business and then you see you know you lost it all overnight I'm a big believer that when we reach rock bottom pain can drive us to a positive place but I do think we all go through a period of kind of wallowing and self-pity what was that journey like for you can you describe that journey how long did it take you to get yourself back on your feet did you have any dark moments I mean <laughs> I get a, a, a couple of answers to a, a couple of different points, really. I mean, I mean, I, I can never, I can never give, uh, let's say, uh, you know, a, a Tony Robbins motivation, motivational answer to the, to this question because because my situation back then, as I see a lot of my situations, really, are driven from one of pragmatism. Uh, you know, r rather than one of uh, you know, let's say, you know, great motivational theory. And for me, the bottom line was that um, you know, I had a one-year-old. I was married at the time. I had a one-year-old daughter. Um, 
bills bills to pay, food to put on the table, and even aside from all the let's say aside from the practicalities. I knew I also had a lifestyle that I that I wanted that I wanted for myself and one that I'd I'd been used to being used to for the previous five or six years. And I was going to be able to achieve none of that by sat at home crying about, you know, what went wrong and what could have been done differently and oh you know, oh woe is me. Um so 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 really, you know, I guess my second incarnation was was driven by practicality and necessity and the fact that no one was going to pay me to sit on the couch um and um i, I just i just i just really had to had to had to get up and do it uh i mean you know what what, what was it were the dark moments i mean I, i'd say there was let's say dark moments of uh you know Let's say, wondering, would I would I make it again? You know, because a lot of the a lot of the advisors or a lot of the stereotypical advice at the time was, you know, you, when when you're bankrupt, you know, when you've had such a spectacular fall from grace like that, you know, you you never recover from it. And um, uh, I guess you know th those words rang in my head now and again, but you know, I've, I've never really been one to want to you know listen to anybody else. You know, certainly you know people not not qualified to you know not qualified to talk about it, or people who haven't achieved what you know what what it was that I was looking to achieve. So I very much really just got back, you know, just got back on the saddle and uh, and 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 got, and got on with it, and and. And really, that yeah, that is that is my advice to anyone else. Uh, you know, I, I can't I can't really give anything more you know, in depth or complicated or you know surrounded in motivational mumbo jumbo really than that. Uh, and I know you know a lot of people may look at me and say, well, it's e easy for you to say because you know you're not in the you're not in my position, but I was. You know, and and I think you know. In a way, if anything, I may have been in a worse position than a lot of people because you know, I think you know a lot of people who fail fail before they've really succeeded. Lots, you know, and and if and if you want to bring ego into it, it would have been very very easy for me from an ego perspective to be completely shattered, you know, by by, by the fact that you know I've obviously you know built up a big business, talked a big game, you know, let's say you know being a larger than life character, and then and then had the had the, the the very the very public you know, humiliation, if you want to use that word, of uh, of of the bankrupts of the bankruptcy of of the personal problems that came with it. Um, mm -hmm. But um, I think I just think it's very important to you know ignore everybody as as we as as I talk about every day whether that's with you know with trolls online or 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 people people you know giving you advice about something they've got no qualification whatsoever to talk about you know don't 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 let the views of other people get in your way and and get back on get back on the saddle and and and, and you know go go and go and achieve i think when people make a lot of money Especially when they haven't maybe come from money, they do come from. They do go through a wanker stage. Did you ever go through? <laughs> I'm sorry to the Middle East audience for my language. I don't like swearing much <laughs> at all. If I'm being honest, many people will probably say I'm still in it. <laughs> However, did you go through that stage when um, you were earning? Your I, I guess I guess you probably have to you'll probably have to ask other people rather than me. I mean, like, I I I always liked you know I I like to think I behave properly you know 
at, at, at all times or at most times in, insofar as listen if i've if i've got money then i'll then i'll certainly spend it and if i've got more money then i'll spend more money than when i haven't got most and uh, you know i like to live a good life i like i like the toys i like the you know i i i love spending money <laughs> uh, but i also don't you know don't believe money ever makes me treat other people in a bad way or in a disrespectful way and you know i mean i you know whether i've had money or i've not had money i've always been very much the same person i think you know, like i say you know, other people may may, com may comment differently on that but i i, I genuinely i genuinely don't believe that uh, you know that, that it's affected me as as the underlying person i, I always i think you know for me money like alcohol doesn't change people i think it i think it uh, you know magnifies the underlying personality and i think you know i always think to to say it's changed people is, is almost an excuse really you know it, you know when, when people go oh you know i should you know I, i'm sorry about my behavior last night i did it because i was drunk no i think you know you you did it because that is who you are you know just being be, being drunk probably gave you the confidence to be a bigger twat than you normally are you know i think i think yeah. i think money money probably does the same thing yeah, that's interesting. Matt, let's talk about the foundation. Yes. The Matt Haycox Foundation. Because the older I get, the more I realise that life is more about what you can give as opposed to take. I've got a football team in India, which I set up about three years ago now. It's probably one of my proudest achievements. Doing my research, I came across the Matt Haycox Foundation. Can you tell us about that? And uh, I mean, I think we're probably going back nearly nearly four years. Uh, yeah, I, I was I was up I was up at a football game um, up in Hartlepool. I'd uh, I, I was I was there for, there for business reasons. Half time, I, I ended up meeting uh, meeting a young boy and his family uh, in, in the in the director's kind of enclosure. Uh, you know, he was in a wheelchair. His family his family's you know all wearing t-shirts. You know, saying "Help Alfie walk." Um, so I obviously assumed there was some fundraising uh, exercise going on for Alfie. Got involved in the conversation with the, you know, with the intention of helping. Uh, was there helping? I was planning on making a quick donation there and then over lunch and you know and, and getting on with my day. Uh, never, never did I think it would lead to what it did, which effectively at the time I got involved on on helping them with a, a pound for pound f uh, fundraising campaign to match anything they raised over the next six weeks. Uh, that took us to Christmas Day. They raised 16 grand, which was more than they raised in the previous 12 months or so. So I I contribute I contributed the the same on a match for match basis and and, and just being involved in the process really you know see, seeing that you know that tangible and visible you know visible difference you know you can make to someone's life who 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 really needed it um, um, and and again not just the monetary side of things but you know but let's say, you know the, the emotional support and the almost like almost like the commercial commercial support because you know a lot of these people in these situations it's not just that they need to raise money they, they, they don't know how to how to act not how to act but how when they've got the money how do they deal with the doctors how do they de you know how do they deal with the other charities and, and a lot of the time you know all, all these let's say fundraising organizations are all running their own agenda in, in some way shape or form and uh, I just thought it's something that I've I've got such joy or you know, personal happiness benefit, if you like, from being involved with. And you know, and I thought I've got plenty of plenty of wealthy mates that I'll always be able to tap up. Uh, what, what, why why not make make a more formal um, organisation out of this? Uh, so uh, you know, obviously a, a, few, a few of us talked this through. The cha the charity was formed 
probably three years ago now. It was really formed as a very simple remit of raising money in fun ways uh, and deploying it to cases that we could get emotionally attached to. Um, and there's, you know, it's always hard when you talk about charity because everybody everybody has the, their own things that they support. And you know, and it's not for me to say what's right and what's wrong. You know, if you, you know, I'm, personally, I'm not into animals, so you know, so so I can't get emotionally attached to a dog charity. You know, whereas you know, somebody who spends a load of time in Africa can really get emotionally attached to you know to digging wells and 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 water projects and stuff. But you know, but for me, I just wanted to I wanted to see kid kid related stuff that was close to home and local uh and 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 stuff where, where i could really see it and and see the journey uh see the end result and i guess if we if i've got one goal from this it's that if in 10 years down the line 15 years down the line i can look back not look back but let's say look and say look these are the 10 people or the 30 people or whatever the number is that you know that, that we've that we've supported and change their lives, and we we all still maintain contact and maintain a relationship. Then, uh, then, then that's all I can really ask for. It's not, you know, it's not about doing it on a massive, massive scale. It's just about, you know, really, you know, enjoying every step of the process. And and our strap line is, you know, we don't make a difference; we make the difference. And and by that, what I mean is, you know, we're not one to put a thousand pounds into a million pound problem. You know, we want to we want to kind of take ownership of that problem and and and, and become a family. Moving on, Matt, there's a saying, the average of the five people that we spend most of our time with. 100%. I know that you're a prolific, is that the right word? Prolific networker. How important, how vital is it to you and your business and having a positive peer group around you? Completely essential. And I don't, you know, and ultimately none of the successes I've had would uh, you know w- would have been achieved if if it wasn't for the wasn't for the people I've gathered along the way you know w- w- whether that's um, you know I, I guess w- whether that's people to fund a project or people to partner on a project or 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 people to motivate me or or, or give me a different you know different mindset or, or or people to help me fix a problem that I hadn't experienced yet but th- but they had uh, I mean you know th- th- there is I mean, it can't be overstressed. I mean, there, there is absolutely no substitute for um, you know, for, for having a large network, you know, full, full of full of high high quality people. Um, and you know, I mean, I, I love, I just love to put myself in situations where I can meet new people, and I love to surround myself with people who are better than you know, better than me in 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 as many aspects as 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 I, as I can find. And again, I think you know a lot. A lot of the things I talk about now are, are probably things that have changed changed for me over the years. As you know, m- maybe my my ego's mellowed as I've got older, or maybe I've just become you know m- more 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 realistic to what you know to uh, a more understanding of what works and what doesn't work. Um, I think you know, take me about fifteen or twenty years. You know, I probably came from a, a peer group where you know you, you you wanted you you always wanted to be the big dog, you know, and 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 it was all you, you'd always employ people that you could control. And, uh, and and you'd you'd want to be in groups of people where you know where everybody you know looked looked up to you 
and 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 now I couldn't have a more I couldn't have a more opposite outlook on that. You know, I I always I want to be surrounded by people who are so much more intelligent than me, who've got so much more money than me, who've got so much more talent than me. You know, I want to employ people who who are so much better at things that that that, that, I, that I, I I could never possibly you know comprehend to be to be able to do. Um, I think you know once once you once you can take that step back to view it like that and then make that commitment to you know to, to building your network on that basis it, it is just an, an, abs- an absolute game changer what about mentors matt how important are they to you and is there any specific mentor that you've had that has been an influence on your so life this is a concept that you know really only i guess, I guess i've only formally understood and taught you know over over the last three four years. Uh, I mean, I, I think you know look, we, we've all. I mean, you can you reframe the word mentor, so retranslate the word mentor with whatever you want, whether that's you know advisor, influence, or whatever. I mean, look, you know, through our lives, you know, we always have influences, influencers, mentors, whatever you want to call them, whether or not you particularly notice it at the time. Um, and that was obviously that was obviously the case for me, you know, during my career. Um, let's say from being fifteen to thirty-five, um, but but um, I probably never I probably never viewed them at the time on a form on a formal mentorship basis. Um, whereas now, you know, I, I I'm completely you know attuned to the, attuned to the fact that you know I I want mentors, advisors, whatever they are, uh, whatever you want to call them. Who, who are the best in their fields in all the different areas. So if I ever get asked, you know, like, do you have a mentor? Uh, you know, my, my answer normally is you know, that I've got many, many mentors because, you know, it, it's, it's about, it's about get, getting, the, getting the right knowledge from, from the right person and someone who's a, a phenomenal mentor, you know, in one area of life or one area of business you know, maybe, maybe ter- terrible for something else. You know I mean? If, if, if you want to, you know, if you want to, get fit then then you need a fitness men- mentor that's not going to be that's not necessarily going to be the right person to teach you know to to teach you finance you know if you want to mm. do finance that might not be the right person to you know to, to, to help you with social media marketing but you know I, I i have you know i'm fortunate enough to have surrounded myself with and to continually look to surround myself with you know with fantastically talented people in many different areas and i've got all kinds of different relationships with these people you know whether whether the people some people are you know let's say formally paid you know it, 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 as in it's a, a role where i will specifically you know spend x amount of time for x amount of money to you know, to, to, to try and achieve a certain purpose you know and other other people are just let's say genuine you know genuine friends who are you know particularly talented in a in a particular area uh, and the mentorship is much less formal it's completely informal it's just you know picking the brains of a mate and, chew, and, chew, and chewing the fat. But, I mean, I guess really it kind of goes back to the conversation we, we, we had a minute ago about, you know, your, your network being your net worth and, you know, and the five people, people that you surround yourself the, the most with. Um, and I think, you know, the, 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 two, the two topics are very, are very much combined. Yeah. Thank you. What advice would you give to your 18-year-old self or your to teenage self? 18, um, 19... <laughs> I think yeah, I think the one thing you know, the one thing I normally say in, in in this area is is probably to 
understand the concept of mentors as early as possible and to and to get the right mentors on board as early as possible. But like I said, whilst I had people during my earlier career that influenced me, it was very much on a passive and informal way. You know, there, there was never people that I could I could sit down with to talk strategy or sit that you know sit down with to talk uh, about a solution to a particular problem. Um, and I know if I had have had that, then then my journey would have would have been very different you know i mean particularly you know with the likes of you know of the bankruptcy situation and how how that how that was dealt with or or you know i mean i mean most of my business for for from probably been 18 to 28 uh, you know it was all very much um suck it and see you know try fail try again try fail try yeah. again which you know, there's not, there's nothing. I guess there's nothing wrong with in and of itself, but but ultimately, because ultimately, you know, we only learn by failing. You know, we only learn by making mistakes. But it doesn't have to be you that makes those mistakes. You know, if if you've got the right mentors, you can learn from someone else's mistakes and save yourself a lot of time and a lot of money along the way. I think if I was to you know to make one you know, big change twenty years ago to give myself one big piece of advice, mm-hmm. it would be to you know to really open my mind to, to that concept. I was going to say, if you could go back to when you had the business, if you'd had mentors then, do you think that would have made a difference to the outcome? Yeah, I, I'm sure it would have done, but I'm, I'm not, whilst I always want to learn from the past and learn from my mistakes, I'm also not one to, to cry over spilt milk either. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, what, what, what happened, happened. Would I have liked it to have panned out in a different way? Of, of course I would. And, and, and would it have been different if I'd have had, more more mentors and more advisors involved at that time it would but i still don't know what that means you know I, w- w- would it have been completely different would it have just been a little bit better i i, I don't i don't know but I don't, I don't think any of us can argue with the concept that you know the the, the the more knowledge you know the more knowledge base you can surround yourself with you know the better the better odds you've got of any success specific question that i would like to ask you is is there anything that you fear in life I guess you know my 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 business related answer is 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 that is that you know fear comes from fear comes from lack of knowledge or lack of understanding or 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 or, or uncertainty you know not not knowing not knowing what's on on the other side. So I always think from a, from a business perspective, I never really fear anything because I guess you know what what what's the what's the biggest fear in business in business? It's debt, it's, it's bankruptcy or failure. Uh, and and if you can, as I've already been there, I know what those concepts feel like. I know how to recover from those concepts so you know and and because i know that i've got so many people to ask to ask to help me problem solve um then i guess from a business perspective i don't really fear anything you know if if you ask me if you ask me what i fear in our personal life i guess the same logic is is in there in that you know we fear what we don't understand so listen i fear death you know (laughs) i I, I don't want to die um but i guess i say that because i don't know what death is (laughs) maybe it's amazing on the other side i i I don't know but uh but yeah you know i mean i'm I'm pretty i'm 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 pretty simple really i mean i you know (laughs) i'm not a fan of snakes and spiders but i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't put them on a on a podcast list of things that matt fears are you a religious person in any way no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not religious. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in, in, in a in a way, I don't know. I, I sometimes I sometimes look at religious people with you know with, with a with a hint of jealousy. Insofar as I think you know, it, it, it would be it would be ni- nice to have something to something to believe in. Um, I mean, you know, I, I'm, but 
does it make any difference to me? No, I mean, I do. You know, I like I like parables and biblical stories, and 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 you know, I, and I guess I I believe that whether or not you're religious and believing believing a God, that you know that that most of the commandments from you know from, from whatever religion you want to pick, you know, are pro- are probably the way you should behave in life, and 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 you know the way you should be as a person, and and again, you know, a lot of these old parables you know have business analogies and stuff as well. So uh, I think you know there's a, there's a, there's a lot to be taken from religion, but no, I, I don't, I, I personally don't you know don't believe in a God. I'll make this the last question. I would like to congratulate you for the TV show that you did. Tell us a little bit about that. So, well, this aired yesterday. It aired yesterday. So, we're recording this podcast for anyone listening to it in the future on the twentieth of April, and it aired yesterday in the UK on the nineteenth of April. I actually filmed it back in December. I forget the exact dates. I think it was the the end of the first week of December. I did it for a week, and. Um, it, it, it was the show's called Rich House Poor House. It's a uh, it's a Channel Five show in the UK, which effectively is you know it's a it's a life swap, it's a house swap where someone from you know from, from the upper financial demographic switches with, switches with the lower financial demographic. Uh, I got approached back in October of last year to do it. Uh, jumped to the chance, thought, you know, th- 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 thought it would be a great opportunity. You know, I very much like to, you know, I like to collect experiences. I like to, I like to have stories to tell. I was, you know, undoubtedly thought that would be, a, you know, a, a great, a great story. Uh, but I also wanted to. I guess you know, step into the shoe, shoe, shoes of other people uh, and and see you know and and see see what it what it would be like. I mean, listen, I'm 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 not daft. I you know, I, I, on the one hand, I can imagine you know what it what it must be like to have X amounts of money, but there's imagining it and there's actually really really seeing it. So I, so I thought it would be you know I thought it would be a good learning experience as well. Uh, I did it with did it with a, a good friend of mine. Uh, because you know you you need to do it with a couple of you normally it's like a family but uh, I, I don't have a family to swap with uh, so um, me and me and a friend of mine Daniel did it so obviously you know, they need to they need to film two of you talking and rapporting and stuff really mm-hmm. you can't do it on your own um, swap with a, a, a lady called Anna who had uh, a nineteen year old daughter and I'm going to say a four year old son. Um, mm-hmm. Came to my house. I came to their house. You know, we swapped swapped each other's budgets. We swapped each other's um, each other's uh, hobbies and 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 daily uh, sorry weekly to do list. Um, and but as the week went on, we get to learn clues about about the other person. Um, and then we finally meet up meet up on the last day. And it's funny because you know, obviously, having met their family, having met their friends, met their families, been to their places of work, seen the pictures in the house and stuff. You know, you've got such a good idea that you you kind of feel that you almost already know already know that person so um so um yeah it was a fantastic experience you know um i guess almost like what we're saying with the charity you know i, I, I having met anna and you know, you know helped her with uh, you know with setting up a business herself uh i'm sure it's is somewhere that, is that the dog walking yes dog walking uh, yeah. so anna works in a in a photography shop at the moment but okay. um, animals and dog walking etc was a dream so we it would help set her up in business i mean it's, it's a, oh, i say it's running a couple of months behind because of corona related issues yeah. but you know, by the time we're out of this you know she should be fully up and running as a as a, as a dog walker dog groomer um and uh, again you know she's she's someone i'm sure i'll uh, i'll have i'll have in my life you know for for, for for a long time going forward and you know great experience and great people
And you doing that, was that actually part of the show or is it just something you did off your own back? No, no, no. I, I, it's, it, it, that, that was, that was something, something that uh, we chose to do. Uh -huh. That's amazing. I know you were on live with her on Instagram the other day. Yeah, watching yeah, you were on that. Live. Yeah, I believe yeah. you had a few trolls on that. For some reason, no, that, was, that, was, that was the day before. That was the day before. Day, day before okay. uh, I, I was doing a live with uh, live with a friend of mine, a girl from Love Island, actually. And, ah, okay. And, and that was that was uh, full of trolls. For, for, for first, first time I've really had them, and certainly first time I've had them that bad. But uh, I guess, uh, I guess uh, it, it must mean my audience is growing. If, you, if, if you've not got trolls, your audience ain't big enough. Exactly, exactly. I guess if it wasn't you, it would be somebody else. Matt, I'd like to thank you for being a guest on the podcast today. Okay, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, um, And coming live. Um, first time live. And I really appreciate it. I appreciate your time. I know you're a busy man. Thank you. And I'd like to thank the Rope Hotel in Dubai Marina. I know we're not, they support the podcast. So I'd like to thank the Rope Hotel in Dubai Marina for their endless support. And thank you so much, Matt. I'm going to end the broadcast.